Weekly Playtime with Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, 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 Stacy. <laughs> hey, Devin. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I I'm I can't complain too much today. Okay. Okay. It's, good. It's Easter. We're recording oh, yeah. on Easter. It's been a nice mm-hmm. day. Good. Of basically being lazy and eating all of the sugar and drinking all of the wine. Okay. So, Sounds like a good day. Yeah. I mean, I, I did go to church. You know, so I did do that. I was a good, oh right yeah. I was a good churchgoer person to go mm-hmm. to church on an Easter. Um, and uh, so that was fun, but. Yeah. Other than that, I've just been like, do do do. I'm gonna lay in the hammock, read, <laughs> drink some wine. <laughs> I'm very, very lazy today. I've been very lazy this whole weekend, actually. I feel a little like bad about how lazy I've been because usually I do like some stuff, but this weekend I. <laughs> You're like, nah, nothing. I'm like, I just, you know what? What I want to do is nothing. <laughs> That's okay. I think maybe I'm just gonna, you know, read and watch TV and play video games, and these are the yeah. things that I'll do this weekend. Yeah, that's a typical uh, hacker weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I haven't like. Well, I, I mean, I did get like the basics of laundry done and stuff, but it was an in-service on Friday, which I'll talk more about here in a bit. But so I had half a day off on Friday, and I didn't have to. Okay work with the kids so it was a little bit less of a um it was a little bit different so i got my mm-hmm. hair cut and yeah. we died went home with the kids and we dyed eggs and um well, it was just it was just kind of nice and my cousin my uh, niece had a um a birthday and so we went and did that on saturday so i mean it's not like i haven't done anything but mm-hmm. yeah um I've done a lot less than a Devin normally does on a weekend. <laughs> so I yeah. feel very lazy. <laughs> we've been, we've done a lot of um, administrative type tasks today. Like we did our taxes. Oh yeah, um, we need to do that. I need to uh, yeah. figure out where my tax documents are. That's... Well, you better hurry. You only have um, nine days left. I know. <laughs> I know. That was one of the things that was on my list of stuff to do today. I hadn't uh, okay. Maybe I will this, this evening after we're done recording. Yeah. 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 Um, good person. Find those things. Yeah. <laughs> They're somewhere in these stacks of papers that are sitting beside me looking at me evilly. <laughs> I always have one space. I dedicate some space. Sometimes it's a shoebox, so it can be a movable space, a mobile space. But yeah. this year it was like a drawer that's in our, like a table that's at our entryway. Um uh-huh. And that one of the drawers, I was like, this is the tax document. So we collect all tax documents in here. Nothing else goes in here until tax season is over. <laughs> that's, that's how I manage that. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Um, oh. But we did that. And then we kind of finalized the details of our upcoming vacation. And um, yes. And so that took up pretty much all day. Like next thing you know, we knew, it was like four o'clock. Right. Um, And so I feel like I wasn't, I feel like I didn't do anything and that I wasn't productive just because we sat on the couch all day. But But you did, yeah, Yeah. you did important things while you were sitting on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably similar for you. You kind of did social things. Those are still things. Yes, I know. And it's it's important to like, part of the reason why I decided to go to church this morning, it was like, it was so funny because I was not planning on it Um, because Kess was actually got sick on Friday night, but... Oh. Um, but then seemed to, was like kind of pitiful yesterday, but didn't really run a fever and didn't really continue to be sick. Just was a little mm-hmm. bit low energy. Um, and so this morning they were like bouncing off the walls. The Easter Bunny came and eating all the candy. And I was like, yeah, you're oh, fine. Okay. They're fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so I was, uh, I, I like got up and I took a shower and then I got all dressed and, and I like got dressed up and I was like, we could go to church. <laughs> <laughs> and uh the kids didn't really want to go but i was like guys like we got we got to get back into going to church like these are these are our people you know mm-hmm. this is our community and 
I know that y'all would rather just sit around and play video games and I get it because I kind of want to as well. But yeah, yeah, like we need to we need to go and make connections and 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 start being a part of this community again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did. And it was really good. And there were a lot of people there who were just like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. And, you know, yeah, um, it was really good to to do that. And I I think and I'll talk more about this probably later in this episode. I have a hard time um, maintaining connections with people who I'm not like super, super close to um, Mm -hmm. because there's just like this bridge. There's like this point before they become like really great friends with me. And honestly, I'm not really great at keeping connection with people I'm really close to either, if I'm being perfectly honest, unless they are the ones doing most of the work. Uh, because I'm just like, I just suck at it. So I understand this is something I need to work on. Um, and so I was like, I need to like make sure that I'm not just, just because I'm an introvert doesn't mean that I have to isolate. Like, mm-hmm. I've got to make sure that I'm spending time making social connections and in, in, in being in community with people and like not, you know isolating myself so mm-hmm. this was a an exercise in that and it was a successful one so i'm <laughs> good <laughs> i'm good, glad good. that we did it um so yeah so it was uh it was i don't know where i was going with that something about why you're getting back into church yes yeah yes so, yeah social social stuff is not nothing is what yeah that was. right that yeah was the, that was the thesis for that yeah I think I just wrote down a note because I think that, um, and I was actually thinking about this on our run today, but or on my run, who's our? Who do we, I got a mouse in my pocket? Um, <laughs> did you run with Did you run with James? <laughs> no, he refuses to run with me because he, he doesn't want to talk. He's like, "Why are you talking while I'm dying?" <laughs> I'm like, I don't have to talk. That's He's like, "No." Um, anyway, I think we need to find a social space. Um, and I don't know, it's harder to do when you don't go to church. Uh, and it's harder to right. do if you don't want to just go to a bar all the time. So, like, where is that third place, as they're called? Uh, and in Chicago, there was actually, there there were such things as social clubs, where it was kind of like a country club. What old, old people used to use as a, you know, they would always join the local right. country club. And that was their social outlet. Uh, and so, there was actually a social club for younger folk in Chicago and we were just in the middle of researching it to potentially join it. And that's when we moved. And so I haven't right. found that there's one of those out here, but you know, there could be something or like mm-hmm. an Elks Lodge or something, you know, there's like, <laughs> isn't that uh Mason? No, that's something else. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, don't but, become yeah. a Mason. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds pretty uh, interesting, right? There's like all the spy stuff and like the dollar bills and the, pyramid i don't know oh, no. i've read those dan brown of, books you're gonna <laughs> no, part of the illuminati yes yes <laughs> um but anyway yeah but yeah so i know what you mean about the social thing and i think james and i need to do that um but the i think as far as just like you said staying in connection people that are close to you i think you put like a uh, undue pressure on yourself to maintain relationships, <laughs> like, su- like one-on-one type relationships. I suppose. And it may just be that I, you know, I have a lot going on with that. Like, you know, fear of losing yeah. people, um, fear of not being a good friend. You know, there's a lot of fear reasons that, <laughs> that cause yeah. me to be very concerned about whether or not yeah. I'm being a good friend. Yeah. Um, and uh, and staying connected to people, but then there's an opposing thing where I'm just like I can't people um, that is yeah. fighting against it at all times. Right. So it's a uh, it's you know it's a journey. <laughs> it's a journey. It's, it's a, journey. a journey every day. Uh, yep. <laughs> um. Before we get too deep into shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, we're just gonna like, hop right in there. Uh, mm-hmm. What What are you drinking, Stacy? I am drinking a mini Boda box. It's a the black box Boda box, and it's one of the mini ones that's only three glasses of wine in one box. Nice. Have you seen those? Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, because uh, James doesn't always like to drink uh, wine with me, and so um, 
Yeah, and so uh, this is kind of like a compromise, so I don't have to open a full bottle of wine. Right, right. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> anyway, so yes. And so this is the Black Box Cabernet Sauvignon from Chile in 2021. Nice, nice. Yes, yes. So Awesome. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I like it so far. This is... I don't know if I've had it before. I know I've had some of the black box stuff, but I don't know if I've had the Cabernet before. But yeah, yeah. I think I have, and and I liked it. So yeah, it seems pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So what about you? What are you drinking? Well, um, I am finishing up a glass. Uh, well, finishing up a bottle. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so today's Easter. So I've been doing this thing where I've, but I did the uh, the soft. I restarted the soft thirty thing. No, wait, is that what it was? Soft thirty thirty. Yeah, soft thirty soft thirty. I don't remember now. I think it's 30 soft. <laughs> now you've got me confused. <laughs> but we decided to change its name to Smart 30 because Smart 30, of what Rachel that's right. said. That's yeah. right. Smart 30. So I was I redid the Smart 30, but I changed it to For Smart Lint. 40, which yeah. actually ended up being Smart 45 because I didn't realize that Lit had lasted for fucking ever. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so I was doing that. And as such, I was not eating, you know, sugar uh, or drinking more than two times a week um that was like the biggest thing that i was like holding on to towards the end because kind of everything else fell off i'll be honest (laughs) getting sick and uh you know last week and all that i was just like yeah (laughs) even the sugar bits no the sugar bit the sugar bits and the alcohol bits were the ones that i was like oh okay those two yeah yeah. Um, but like exercising every day, I was like, I can't like whenever I was sick, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to get out and exercise every day. And, you know, um, yeah. weighing myself every week, I was like, eh, you know, so there's like a lot of the little things kind of like fell off just in the last, I mean, honestly, I probably did them for 40 days if I'm being honest, but, yeah. um, it was just like in that last <laughs> week, I was just like, Ugh. but I kept up with the, uh, sugar and alcohol thing. So today, I was just like, I'm going to open up a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and just drink it all day. Drink it all today. Uh, even though I did get help, some help, Thomas drank probably about half of it. So it's not like I drank the whole bottle. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is, it's a fancy ass Italian wine that Thomas got for me. Um, imported. Oh. Um, Wait, did he get, did he get you another one that you drank previously? Yes. So this yes, is, okay. a, this is the second bottle that he got for me. Oh, Okay. Um, so he was just like, do you want to open up that fancy bottle? I was like, sure. So it, I don't even know what kind of, it's Savvy D, it's a Nanny Cope, I think. Um, I'll just read the, what it says on the label, because who the fuck knows. Una Vita, okay. Tante Vite, Nanny Cope, Sappy di Sopra Il Bosco, <laughs> Terra wow. del Volturno, India Sezione Geografica Tipica <laughs> Vendemia 2016. So I, it's a red wine. <laughs> okay. Uh, zero idea what what kind of red wine. <laughs> uh, yes. No. Oh, you should have used Google Translate on your phone, and oh, then it's not too late. It's, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I'll do that. I can make um, this happen. Yes. So, but it's it's been okay. It's not, it's honestly not my favorite, if I'm being uh, completely honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, it, I don't know. It's got, it somehow manages to be both dry and um, um, sweet at the same time, which huh. is weird. Yeah. Um, but there you go. All right. So it says here. One Life, Many Lives, Nanny Cope, which I guess is just the brand name, Sands Above the Wood, Terry del Vertorno, which is, it doesn't tell me what that is, Typical <laughs> typical Geographical Indication, <laughs> All right, then. Harvest 2016. So, okay. So it still tells me nothing. Oh, no. <laughs> well. Um, it was worth a shot. Yeah. But I mean, it's it, it is a red wine, and it was it's fine. It's it's not my favorite, but it's it. I drank it, so. <laughs> but I drank it. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> That's my <laughs> sterling review. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, I'm finishing up my last glass of that, and then I've got a a bottle of my Boda Box ready to go there. And <laughs> All right. That's my backup one. Yeah. So the anyways. old standby. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have something I want to talk about that came up this week, but before we get into that, um, we did have kind of some follow-up we were going to do on whether whether or not, and mm-hmm. or, if so, what, um, we were going to do for the month of April. Like, what were okay. we going to focus on, or what were we going to try to continue to do, um, or not do, or some, do something different, and I don't know. So... I was going to ask you first if <laughs> if you came to any conclusions about what April was going to look like for you. Okay, so, uh, well, short version is I didn't. Um, but I did, I was kind of, I thought about it some. And I have some ideas of things I want to do. But there are things that just for whatever reason I can't do this month. And so um, there's some things. So I do have some ideas. Like I already know what I'm doing for May. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. And so I had a couple times brainstormed some things with James, and then also then by the time we got in, it was like a weekend. But a lot of what my problem was when I was trying to brainstorm what to do for April is that I, we're going on vacation this month, and <laughs> so some of the stuff that I wanted to do I couldn't do while I was on vacation. Blah blah blah. And so you know I decided screw it. I'm on vacation this month. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm just, that I'm sounds just taking good. This month off. The whole yeah. month off. The whole vacation. month. I yeah. love it. I love it. So, so when we do our April recap, I'll just recap our trip, and it'll it'll be it can be okay. the same. Yeah, it can just be. Where are you my... going again? Oh, we're going to uh, West Virginia. Ooh. Yep, and so it's called like Wild and Wonderful West Virginia. Like that's their slogan uh, because it is very uh, outdoorsy type um, situation. Yeah. So some of the highlights we're hitting is like we're going to Harper's Ferry, which is apparently where. Is that where the Silver War started? Or so, one of the wars started in Harper's Ferry. Yeah. So there's I'm, a lot of historic things. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we're going there. We're going to Blackwater Falls, which is like this waterfall that for some reason, I don't know if the rocks look black or the way it's reflecting looks black. But that's kind of interesting because when we were in Iceland, we saw a similar waterfall that the stone, something about the minerals and then the water it was turning the stones black and so i'll be interested to see how these two compare to each other yeah yeah but um and then we're we're stopping at some other stops along the way but the the bottom of the loop that we're doing is new river gorge bridge and i don't know if you've ever heard of it but it's like okay it's ridiculously high yeah and we're gonna do a bridge walk which is where (sighs) you actually walk under the bridge what wait Walk well, under the bridge? they have a cat. They have a catwalk. You're gonna walk on a catwalk. Up yeah, super high. Yeah, like 900 feet in the air. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought, Do you, I thought have, you would have that. Are you are you attached to anything? <laughs> Do they have yes. you? Yeah, you have a you have like a bungee or a, not a bungee, but you have a you have a you're secured. You have a harness. Do you? Are you serious? Oh my yeah. God, oh my God. I'm serious. What happens if you fall? I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you though later, but I don't know right Please now. Please don't fall. <laughs> okay, I won't. Don't tell me don't, when you're. Don't, don't tell me when you're actually doing this because I'll just like not sleep that entire day. Oh, okay. Like, I'll just be like biting my nails and work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like did Stacy fall off the bridge? <laughs> I know. And what makes it worse is I don't know if there is right there, but I know in several parts of our trip there's no cell service. Oh and so I can't even like respond back and be like, I made it, you know, because <laughs> I may not be able to. If I can, right, I will. Right, but right. Uh, it might be a, a day or so before I can send a message that's like, I survived. Oh, my gosh. That'll yep. be a fun adventure for you guys. Not, And you're taking the yep. RV, I'm, a t- I'm assuming, in, in camping. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I went to West Virginia. So um, Elle uh, went to grad school, college don't remember now one of those <laughs> at uh um at the university of west virginia and uh in morgantown and before they went there i drove them up there on a road trip to like check it out you know to like visit the campus mm-hmm. and I, we took uh little baby ashlyn with us um and it was a fun little road trip to to do to to go up there and to yeah 
see all that. And it was, yeah. you know, really cool. Um, but yeah. I do remember those, it being very wild and very mountainous and very yes. like, you know, kind of harrowing driving situations. <laughs> Like it, like our um, Grand Canyon trip where we're going yes. around like Sedona and stuff like that. Exactly. It was yeah. a little, uh, you know, but I was younger and, and less fearful, I think, at that point in my life. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, but it was fun. And then I went there again um, several years later. Well, not several, like a couple years later, whenever they did like a puppet uh, production to see the puppet production. So I think I've been there like oh, that twice, cool. twice or three times maybe in mm-hmm. all, but um but yeah so i i have been there and it was cool <laughs> nice nice okay so that's uh i remember it was, i do remember this because i'm such a nerd when it comes to driving and and maps and um you know and and traveling and wanting to go places and so ashlyn was having a hard time going to sleep and of course she was like again i think like a toddler at the time and mm-hmm. so I just put her in the car and drove and I decided to just drive north and I decided that I needed to drive past the Mason-Dixon line so that I could say <laughs> at that time, because at the time I'd never been north of the Mason-Dixon line. And I was okay. like, I need to drive <laughs> to Pennsylvania or whatever it was. It's yeah. like right there uh, on the interstate so that I could say that I had driven north of the Mason-Dixon line. Well, you know, uh, you and know. then like later I go to New York and all this, stuff. like, it, you know, it's yeah. not that exciting, but I was just like, I'm going to drive over to Mason Dixon. <laughs> yeah. It's good to have goals. It's good to have you goals. You know, you know. Yep. I'm very amused by small things in my life. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. Well, like that we will fun. have to, uh, you'll have to report back on how yeah. that goes. You're Definitely. You're on vacation in April. I like that. I like that yep. a lot. And, uh. Yeah, we uh, kind of min- are thinking of Sedona. We go to a place called Seneca Rock, which is supposed to have a bunch of really cool rock formations, Ooh. which makes me think of, yeah. And then um, apparently there's also a cranberry bog, which I didn't realize, which I guess maybe they're on the East Coast, but I thought they were further north. Uh, and yeah, so, me too. Uh, yeah, and so there's a, we're going to walk through a cranberry bog. Uh, mm-hmm. so that'll be pretty. <laughs> I've seen videos of people walking through a cranberry. Do they give you like... The boots that you need. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one in particular has like a wooden plank. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you yeah. meant you were going to like. Oh, no. Squishy, Not squish. like Lucy. I love Lucy style or whatever. Where she's squishing the. I know that was grapes or whatever for wine. But yeah. We're not doing that. <laughs> who did I see? It was recently. I saw somebody who was just like walking through a cranberry bog in those like gigantic thigh high boots. And I was just like. <laughs> No, no, I don't think so. (laughs) That is not something I have any desire to do. No. (laughs) That is just like, I I can just like feel the mosquitoes on my skin. Oh, yeah. It's like, no, I don't think so. No. But I don't know. I said I'm not going to do a lot of things and now I do them. So who knows? Yeah, that's true. Maybe that'll be something I do later in the future. Yeah. That's what they say. Never say never. That's right. Um... All right. Well, good. I like that. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't know. Like, I, I came up with a plan, but I don't like it. So now I'm... <laughs> Maybe you take vacation thought. for April, too. Maybe I need to. Like, part of it, my biggest, like, my, my actual real goal, like, my real life goal is that I want to, um, you know, I've created some really healthy habits over the last couple of months, and I want to not lose them so mm-hmm. i i don't want to fall back into drinking every single night i don't want to fall back into eating sugar every day like mm-hmm. i you know want to have some type of limit on that but i don't want to like i had said i would just basically continue doing that piece of the you know um smart 30 where oh yeah i would just continue to only drink and only have sugar like two times a week. But the problem with that is sometimes there's like a special occasion where someone brings in, you know, like really <clears throat> fancy cupcakes or someone uh, is like, let's go out for drinks, you know, and mm-hmm. like, I don't want to, the the most frustrating part of, of this has been like having to 
turn down experiences or mm, yeah. situations that I wish I'd hadn't had to turn down. Yeah. Um, because of that, like not being able to share someone's birthday cake or something like that. Like it seems, yeah. um, you know, like those things are not that, that kind of, um, uh, whatever. Well, so just, yeah, <laughs> you don't have to be as strict cause you're not on that. So the whole thing about, uh, smart 30 was that it, you had to restart. And so, right. Maybe it's more that you're being mindful, so your goal is to, but if you have an invitation to go out, if you've already drank twice, then okay, so that week you drink three, and you know, right. maybe the next week you try to only drink one, or maybe it's just to go back to two, and you're like, hey, that's okay, I only drink three. Right, or, exactly. And if you only drink one, then you say, okay, this is my two, so I'm not going to drink later, whatever, but you don't have this, so you, you can still adhere to it, but with it not being so strict, you know? Yeah, that's true. And yeah, unless you just think you'll be like, oh, it's not strict. I can I can drink five times this week, you know. <laughs> yeah, see, I, well, I'm not, I don't know. What I would like to get to is a point where I'm not necessarily having to count, but I'm doing a better job uh, of just organically, you know, watching mm-hmm. out for that. I guess what I could do is try that and then see how it goes and see if I am doing a better job of like not, eating sugar all the time and not drinking. And then if I'm not, then maybe I have to put, you know, actual uh, guardrails in place. But yeah. um, Anyway. You might could also do something like, um, now this would be probably a little more strict, but only drink and eat for special occasions. Right. Not only. I shouldn't, only is a strong word. But um, because that way, like, that's how James kind of does red meat now is he instead of doing once a month, because he would have to track that and he'd be like, well, has it been 30 days since I've had red meat? Right, exactly. Now he only does it on special occasions, but a special occasion can be something as simple as date night. It doesn't have to be like a party or going with friends, you know, whatever. And so, um, you know, that makes it a little easier um, but then if you do that, you might end up not eating sweets or drinking at all some weeks, <laughs> you know, right? So. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, which I that. guess wouldn't be <laughs> the worst, but still. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that my loose goal is going to be to just try not to do anything like that during the weekday, mm-hmm. weekdays. And that will kind of, the goal will be then, you know, two days mm-hmm. because I, will be like not on the weekends or not yeah. on weekdays. Um, and then if I end up, you know, there's a special occasion where I do these things and it's like, okay, well, that was a special occasion for today. Yeah. Um, and then we'll see how it goes. But that's sort of, that's sort of my, my uh, plan. But as I get into my other topic, there's some other stuff that I don't know. I wonder if I should focus on more. <laughs> So oh, I guess okay. I can okay. get into my topic and then I can come back to how yeah. that how that may af- inform my um my decisions about what I do for the Okay. Sure. Um so whenever I so I work at a school and we the kids were out for Good Friday, but they had an in-service day for the staff and the topic that we learned about was childhood trauma. Um which, let me tell you, is not a fun topic. Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't sound like it. No, it's it's really not. And I knew I knew going into it that it was going to be kind of hard. Um, but I, and like in, in the um, presenter was really nice and kind and very thoughtful. And at the very beginning, she was like, we're going to be talking about heavy stuff. Um, so, you know, if you need to take a break or take care of yourself, like, understandable no worries mm-hmm. um if like we need to create a safe word or something so we can just, yeah like, stop um you know let us know uh and so they were it was like i was prepared but i wasn't prepared you know okay, yeah yeah <laughs> um because i spent a lot of it like just on the verge of tears because it was oh, just gosh. very very i mean it's hard stuff to whenever you're talking about real life situations that kids have to go through, it's hard to, um, you know, come to terms with situations that real kids have to deal with, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And so that's heartbreaking. But then also like unresolved family trauma that, you know, you might be carrying around <laughs> like pop, pops up and is like, oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I know you thought you dealt with me, but uh, this is triggering all this stuff. And uh, now you get to cry about it. So oh, it, yeah. was, um, it was a lot. Uh, but it was also really good. And I learned a lot of stuff. So I wanted to kind of review a few of the things that I learned. If that okay. is okay with you. Yes, absolutely. I am I am interested okay. in this topic. Awesome. Good deal. So um, basically, I mean, there's trauma is something that there's a there's a lot of different things that can cause it. There's a lot of different def- definitions for it. But um, it's basically if something happens that is so bad, it changes your core person. Like, okay, you know, um, you have to a certain extent, you may have a hard time functioning. It may cause you to, you know, um, have all these different symptoms like anxiety or anger or um, all of this stuff. But, you know, whatever it was, whether it was an event or whether it was an ongoing series of events, um, it ends up having such a profound negative impact on you that Mm -hmm. it, like, completely changes who you are as a person. Right, yeah. uh, Which I thought was a really good definition for it. Because, you know, everybody has bad shit happen. We all have to deal with it. Um, We all deal with it in different ways. A lot of times, a lot of us need help dealing with the shit that we go through. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, trauma seems like a really huge thing. And being able to understand it from that framework, I think was really helpful for me. And I think also, because one of the things, I think that we've talked about trauma in uh, the context of the pandemic before on this uh, podcast. Yeah. And I think that it's true that many of us are dealing with like, you know, pandemic or post-pandemic trauma because you know it really did change us as people you know yeah. uh mm-hmm. and so i think that that's that is one way in which that definition is holding up for me personally it's like oh mm-hmm. yeah i see that that is a thing that would make sense to me yeah um uh, little side note it's interesting because just this weekend i was talking to james and i was like you know i think it's interesting that people have this um have these effects. I don't know if I used the word trauma, but it was effects from uh, the pandemic when I was like, I really enjoyed the pandemic. Right, I would, exactly. I would, <laughs> I would go back there tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like, right, I, right. like, I don't know. But maybe, um, I don't know. I think that's, that's interesting. Yeah, well, I think a lot yes, of it has but... to do with like, what, what level of fear do you have, right? Right, um, which is zero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and for me, I was like living in constant fear. Um, yeah. You know, so I think that that, uh, that has a lot to do with it, too. Yeah. I was like, I don't have to deal with people and places are not crowded anymore. This is the best. <laughs> I get to work from home. <laughs> yeah. I do miss the working from home thing. Yeah. All right. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. But, um, but what we were talking about in our, um, you know, it, while we were looking at childhood trauma was more like things that you commonly associate with childhood trauma. So, yeah. um, you know, parents who are abusive, uh, neglectful, um, physical, sexual, emotional, verbal abuse, you know, like all of those things can, Mm -hmm. you know, can and do severely impact kids. Um, But kids grow into adults. And I think that was... I was looking at it simultaneously as we were going through this presentation as a, you know, teacher and a parent of children and thinking about things that happen to them and how I can help them, right? Mm-hmm. But I was also continuing to think about it from my own childhood and, you know, stuff and trauma that I went through and mm-hmm. how people in my life helped me as I was, you know, growing up too so it was like this really crazy experience <laughs> listening to this yeah. presentation of like <laughs> you know it's like oh, dual yeah exactly yeah. 
but it was I think it was it was really good for me to to be able to make that connection and to see it from those two points of view yeah um but one of the things whenever you're like first talking about trauma something that the CDC has on their website and something that you'll hear a lot about are uh, something called ACEs or adverse childhood experiences. Mm -hmm. And so what people will do is um, basically, I mean, and this is a very basic, basic questionnaire. It's like 10 questions. And most of them are like, have you been physically abused? Have you, were you uh, emotionally okay, yeah. abused? Like as a child, right? Um, mm -hmm. And then based on your score, um, you're either, you know, at risk for toxic stress um, or you are, you know, highly at risk for toxic stress or you're not at risk, you know, or mm -hmm. at low risk. And so that is sort of like the benchmark, I guess, for a lot of this as far as like figuring out who needs assistance or who needs help. Um, the presenter was telling us that there's like, this is not a perfect um, system because, you know, it was based on a study that was made in 1988. It's much more of a spectrum mm -hmm. than they're suggesting. There's a lot more to it than just, like, these 10 questions. Yeah. Um, but the nice thing about it was that it really started paving the way for thinking about trauma as something that is not the fault of the person who was traumatized. Which, right, okay, yeah. You know, like, in our day and age, we're like, oh, yeah, of course. But, you know, like, yeah. in the 80s, that was kind of like... <laughs> A big, oh, well, yeah, yeah, a big step up because, you know, prior to that, it was pretty much always the fault of the victim. Wow. Yeah. Um, which is bananas. But of course, you know, people were still trying to understand psychology and stuff back then. So mm -hmm. anyway, um, but I did take the the ACE test and I'll put a, the link in uh, show notes, but my score was four. So mm -hmm. out of what? Uh, 10. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that puts me at a high risk, um, which makes a certain amount of sense. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, well, okay. But more importantly, and like the step, the thing I really wanted to focus on is like, well, what do you do about it? Like if yeah. you have trauma, you know, or if you're dealing with someone who has trauma, like what can you do? How can you help? What are some things that can assist, you know, that child or that person? And that was the thing that was like kind of a big aha moment for me because we were talking specifically about children during mm -hmm. this presentation. But I was like, this is exactly how you would what you would do to help anybody who, mm -hmm. you know, obviously it's better if you get to them young to help them through stuff like this. But you would still use the same the same, you know, framework would be useful helping you know uh, older people as well mm -hmm. so um one of the things that we were focusing on or that she showed us was the work of oh i didn't put his name here because <laughs> dr know. bruce there we go dr okay. um bruce perry mm -hmm. so he did a lot of work studying trauma in kids and he came up with a lot of different ways of looking at things but one of his um, trademark uh, models is the neurosequential model of therapeutics. And so basically, it's also the abbreviation is NMT. Mm -hmm. And it basically the idea is that if you use this model, it helps you understand how to recover and repair different parts of the brain. Um, because as children are going through these situations and they have these intense things happen to them, what happens is they they truly do have brain damage like their oh. brain which is developing during these when this stuff is happening to them mm -hmm. um gets short-circuited and so um your brain develops in a very specific way so you start with like your brain stem right so like mm -hmm. your fight or flight response your uh the, the basic things that help you like stay alive <laughs> Yeah. And then you move towards your uh, limbic system. So like your emotional and your attachments and your behavioral. So you're still kind of in that. You're, this It's not your executive functioning. Like this is still just like one level above just like breathing and being safe in the world. Right. And then yeah. you're like, let me make some attachments to people. Let me, um, 
have, you know, social relationships. Let me uh, be able to do things like that. And then after that, you go up to like your cortical part of your brain. And that's Mm -hmm. what develops last, which is where you start like um, having these executive functioning skills, uh, being able to think and to learn and to have inhibitions about things that you shouldn't do at certain times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's how your brain develops. And you can see this, right? Whenever you have a baby or a child, like they start off just not being able to really do anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just, all they can do is like cry and ask for someone to take care of them yeah. um, and get their basic needs met so that they can survive. And then, you know, pretty quickly in development for kids, they start forming attachments. And, and then you can see how those brain, how the brain, you know, develops over time. Mm-hmm. But if during that process they get, you know, disrupted or something really bad happens that causes them to not be able to, continue that way or or forces them back to like I just need to be safe right yeah yeah Um, then they get stuck and then they can't move forward and so Mm. the idea is that for a kid everyone in their life should be helping them basically repair their brain in these same steps because Mm -hmm. you've got to take care of you know basic things like safety and being able to feel like you're not going to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger or whatever. Like, you know, (laughs) like that basic stuff, they need to have that security and that safety first before they can do anything else. And then Mm -hmm. they have to be able to have strong and healthy attachments to others and build those relationships before they can get to the part where they can, like, start to really learn or think. Mm -hmm. Um, But the same is true for, you know, adults. If you haven't had a chance to repair that, then your brain's still going to be damaged, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you you still might get stuck in those in those survival loops where you're nervous about just like the basic safety of yourself. And mm-hmm. and this is where things like the pandemic or other traumas that happen that trigger like those 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 parts of your brain if you know you've worked really hard and you're you're working on other parts you know other executive parts of your brain and then something changes or something really terrible happens it can send you back <laughs> like oh. you can have a regression and then you yeah. have to like rebuild it back up before you can get to that point again um anyway so all of this was like super fascinating to me because This is stuff that I have like literally done with my therapist, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it was never really explained in that way or like why the importance, why it was so important to like approach things in this way, like starting with basic needs, basic like you're safe, make yourself feel safe, do things to understand that, you know, the world is not about to end. You're not about to, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then like working on these other parts of your, your brain, emotional regulation, attachment to people, and then being able to go from that to something higher, um, Mm -hmm. is, uh, I don't know. It was just really interesting to think about the fact that it has to do with the way the brain develops and where you've been short circuited in your life. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's kind of the like the summary of what (laughs) of what I learned um I think some of the other key things that were kind of takeaways from that too is it's important to stay flexible because of the fact that things can change so if you're working on yourself and you notice that you have a regression like don't beat yourself up about it um yeah because you know it's going to take time. And that's the other thing is like the, the patience and the persistence and the time you have to put into doing that hard work is really important, which, you know, I think back on whenever I did that mindfulness, that uh, mindfulness-based stress reduction class, the six weeks intensive meditation, you know, Oh yeah. You know, like it's no wonder that that took, that that was such hard work because it was that persistence over a long period of time that was needed to be able to like truly rewire the brain. Yeah. Um, and 
Yeah. And then also having like patterned and repetitive routines can really help Mm -hmm. um, because it helps provide that kind of security and structure that helps you feel safe. And so Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I just it was a it was a big I felt I felt a lot of feelings (laughs) sitting in there in that in service. And um, and I learned a lot and I was sitting there thinking about like teachers that I had whenever I was in school who I think recognized um, that maybe I needed some extra help, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so they spent extra time with me and built relationships with me and, um, you know, did things that were kind of like above and beyond what a teacher should do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, let me hang out in their classroom during lunchtime and then fed me things from yeah. home to make yeah. sure that I was actually eating, which was a very, you know, important thing in my high school uh, life. And um, I don't know. It was just thinking back on that and then realizing and then thinking about it from a teacher's perspective. And I was like, oh, my God, this is yeah. why I have always felt called to do mm-hmm. this. Because yeah. the people in my, the trusted adults in my life who were able to kind of pull me out of bad spots when I was having such a hard time were teachers. Those Mm -hmm. were the only other trusted adults I had in my life. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, and they were the ones who I turned to. And it makes sense that I would want to do that, you know, and, and be that for other people. And so that was like a, oh, (laughs) (laughs) Now it all makes sense. So uh-huh. maybe I won't worry so much about whether or not my kids are able to, you know, count to 100. That's <laughs> like, as long as I can help them, like, feel safe and regulated yeah. in this space, uh, like, maybe that's really all I need to do. Yeah. And that may also be what formed your um, steadiness personality. My what? Because steadiness uh, oh yeah 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 where you want to have other people feel safe or happy or you know you want to help provide those good feelings right well that could be part of it too but also i mean that's another thing i i was looking up specifically like how abandonment um affects people Mm -hmm. abandonment trauma and one of the things that it was talking about was the fact that you become like a uh serial people pleaser like you just ah, want to ah, make sure everyone uh, in your life is happy I yep. was like nothing <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me nope nope <laughs> um yeah it's crazy how how much power I guess stuff that happens to you when you're young has over like who you become when you're older <laughs> right it doesn't yeah. quite seem fair <laughs> yeah um, but that being said, the nice thing is that you're able to, the brain is a beautiful tool that you can, you know, mold and shape and change. And so you don't have to be stuck. Um, and so that's, that's good. a good, that's my happy, uh, ending story mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I don't know if you had any questions or anything, but that was, <laughs> that was like my, uh, very quick and dirty summary of what I learned. <laughs> so when you said, you said ACE test, right? Is that what right, you said? Right, right. Yeah, okay. So I think, because that was, is it, okay, ACE is the 10 areas of trauma? Yes. So if you got a four out of 10, are you saying that you clicked, four, you said yes to four of them? Yes. Is what, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um. So I just Googled what they are. Um. So I guess I'll just say them real quick because I was, I was curious. So Okay, sure. Yeah, so psychological abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional neglect, physical neglect, loss of a parent for any reason, mm-hmm. mother treated violently, substance abuse, mm-hmm. mental illness, and criminal behavior in the household. Yes. <laughs> so what yeah. do you what does criminal behavior in the household mean? Especially if like you have somebody who's incarcerated. So like if somebody oh, is like okay. gets arrested yeah. and then you have a parent who is arrested or if they're doing, you know, like yeah, running drugs or um you know, 
prostitution yeah. or okay yeah all kinds of all kinds of bad stuff like criminal criminal yes <laughs> yes okay not just like they burn these or something oh, right yeah <laughs> they didn't pay their library fines like i don't think yeah. they use napster <laughs> some serious yes. criminal behavior not so much uh-uh. <laughs> oh. okay yeah. And it's all, it's interesting because it's like before the age of 18 and, you know, like for some of those things, like uh, specifically with the substance abuse, like my, I know for a fact that when I was a kid, because my mom told me, um, like there was a time when she tried to pick me up from a babysitter and she was mm-hmm. so drunk that the babysitter was like, no, you go home and sleep wow. it off and you can have your child tomorrow. Um, yeah. So I stayed with the babysitter overnight. And so like, <laughs> wow, you know, yeah. I don't remember because my mom cleaned up and then didn't do drugs. And I mean, she would drink, but she was no longer like a problem drinker. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I don't really have any memory of her being that way. But I know she was that way whenever I was a small, small child. Um, yeah. Because she told me. And I mean, you know, kudos to her for like owning up to it. Yeah. Um, but I'm also sure that it had <laughs> to have some effect on me, even if I don't mm-hmm. remember it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So there's that. Yeah, well, bless her heart. She tried. She had, I mean, if she would, if she had taken this um, test, it would have been like, I don't know, eight or something. Like she had right. so much shit happen to her. So, yeah, you know. Everybody just does the best that they can. And I guess that's, you know, that's my other happy ending is like, I, my parents and my grandparents and Lord knows, they all did the best that they could with like generations of trauma that they were all having to process and work through. And the one thing that I didn't, one of the questions on that thing is like, did you ever feel like you weren't loved or that your family didn't have your back? And like, that Mm -hmm. was like nope I always felt loved <laughs> I always felt like yeah. my family on my back I oh, good. didn't necessarily know what that meant or when they were gonna be there but <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> but they loved I, you from somewhere they loved me from somewhere you know yeah. they were doing the best that they could um and so you know it's everybody tries and sometimes you sometimes you win it and sometimes you lose it so <laughs> right yeah sometimes you win sometimes you lose yeah Anyway, on that note. All right, then. I guess that I will let you go, and I will talk to you next week. All right. Yep, that sounds good. All right. I love you, Stacey. I love you, too, Devin. (laughs) I will talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho